When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, and of course, as always, download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, Words are the most powerful weapons in A-B testing. And to have that conversation, we're going to be interviewing Lorraine Ball of Roundpeg. Lorraine, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. And uh, really excited to have you here today and talk about this topic. I think for a lot of people, when they think about you know landing page optimization and A-B testing, they often orient to the design or the layout or the UX and don't realize that what you say has such a profound impact on those outcomes and can often even be more measurable than changing a button color, for example. Absolutely. So I think it's good uh, for us to kind of think outside of our uh, normal, um, I guess, best practices that we might be following as we think about landing page optimization and really kind of focus on the content story. So um, speaking of stories, Lorraine, I'm kind of curious, what is your WordPress origins story? Uh, how did you first become exposed to WordPress? Okay, well, to understand my origin story and why I really gravitated to WordPress, you have to go back very quickly to my grad school days. I took a COBOL programming class, and at the end of the class, my professor and I came to an agreement. He agreed to give me a B if I agreed never to take another course in his department. That sounds I'm like a good a, deal. I like that. I, it, it was. Um, but I'm not really a programmer. And so when I started my business, a friend of mine built a website in HTML for me, taught me how to update my own website. And I thought, well, if a client wants me to do this, I can teach them. And what I discovered was as much as I really wanted to help my small business clients and give them tools to use Dreamweaver and front page to, to update these little templated HTML websites we were building, it just didn't work. And one day a friend of mine called me and he said, you gotta see this, I have the answer to your problem. 
while I'm a little bit skeptical, but he introduced me to WordPress and this was 2007, 2008. It was a pretty stripped down product at that time, but I fell in love because I immediately saw that I could build very basic websites. Remember, I'm not a programmer, I'm a marketer, but I could build these very basic websites and then I could teach my clients how to use WordPress and how to update their websites and give them, give these starting businesses the tools they needed to build a foundation that would grow with them. Fast forward 11 years, we build about 35 websites a year. They're all on the WordPress platform. We build them for companies of all sizes and we have never looked back. And that's your company round peg, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Awesome. And is like a marketing, a digital marketing focus really the theme of your agency um, or do you cover other areas? We started as a traditional agency. I was the postcard and press release queen, but the world went online and so did we. Today we build websites, we manage content marketing, we write blog posts and manage social media for our clients. We still do a little traditional marketing, graphic design, and all of this built on a foundation of strategy. Because I really think that you have to have a plan before you put pen to paper or pixel to web. It's really interesting. You're certainly not the first person that I've asked the origin story question to who evoked Dreamweaver or front page. You are the first, I think, to evoke Cobalt. Uh, <laughs> That's because I'm old. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I guess it depends on your definition of that. But it's interesting because I think for me, as I think about marketing platforms, either kind of offline or on, they all fundamentally have the same basic components. There's an audience that you target, a message that you say, and an action that you should get them to try to take. And I think, as I think about different marketing platforms, to me, those kind of fundamental components um, live in, in each area. And so I think there is this underlying current of strategy that does permeate through all of them. And I think the, for me, the, the piece of that is storytelling. Mm -hmm. I need to tell the right story to the right person to get them to take the right action. And I think for, again, kind of thinking about today's topic, um, I think it's very appropriate to, to take that approach as you think about A-B testing. So let me start with the value you see in it coming from a background that kind of uh, anchors originally in more traditional advertising. Um, what value do you find in A-B testing? Like, why do you bother doing it? I think that the short answer is I'm not as smart as I'd like to pretend that I am. I think that that's uh, a trap that business owners often fall into is they think, well, I know my clients. Well, no, you don't. You know, you know the world through your lens, but you don't always have the ability to sit on the other side of that table and really look at your product or your service through the eyes of a customer. And A-B testing really gives you the opportunity to look at your product, your service, your world through that lens. It allows you to test different messages and really figure out which one moves that prospective customer through your sales funnel. 
Speaking about the old days of advertising, you know, I've watched that series on Netflix, Mad Men, I guess it originated on another network or something. But, um, you know, I figured, you know, if you watch the show, it's like, oh, we're all going to go out, get drunk and come up with the best idea. And that's that's going to be the answer. And it's funny because the world doesn't work like that. To your point, you don't really know the end customer. You're not able to truly sit in their shoes. And then I think one stat that was shared with me a couple of years ago from uh, the founder of a company called Experiment Engine, if I remember correctly, but they basically kind of like a journal for A-B tests. And what they found was that for customers using their platform, 80% of Bs failed to beat the A. 80% of the time people sat down, the designer and marketer sat down to make conversions go up, they failed. And so I think for me, that really kind of underpins the value of A-B testing, which is basically to be able to iterate into the correct answer. Is that roughly the value you see? I absolutely see that. And I think one of the, one of the reasons that the B's fail is that somebody has their first best idea and then they just feel like, oh, well, we've got to test something. And so they don't put the same amount of energy into creating that second concept. And so you almost set yourself up. In other words, you sort of predetermine the A is going to be better. And you don't, you don't give yourself that equal chance to really test whether or not it is. It's really interesting to hear you say that. I think one of the things that I've certainly struggled with in my career with A-B testing is, you know, especially I know we're going to talk about this in a second, around segmenting, but really this notion that I can't really find the answer sometimes in my A-B test because I might not uh, be statistically significant in the differences between my A and B. I might have a huge sample size, but the differences aren't very great. So I can't have confidence that my result is positive. And what I found is that by saying bigger things by saying things that are greatly different than what my A says, that it's much easier to find both my failures and my successes. So is that, is that kind of the idea here that you spend so much time and energy on your A to try to, you know, just get it out the door and move the needle, but you're not, you're not doing the same as you iterate on that idea in, in terms of giving it that amount of effort and energy. Absolutely. That is exactly where I was going with that. And I think sometimes to kind of give you a way of, of maybe coming at that a little bit differently is we sometimes when, when we're testing headlines, I'll actually have two different people write the headlines and I won't tell them what the other one is. And so now you've got two different concepts coming from two different opinions and you don't really have a preferred A or B. So it's not like we've got this great idea, now let's try a second one. Really, you're challenging two different people to come up with two different ideas and really test them heads up against each other. Get some unique perspective, get a little challenge and isolate the ideas so they don't maybe pollute each other as people mm -hmm. ideate and think on them. Absolutely. Um, so I want to talk about segmenting, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. 
Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, interviewing Lorraine Ball of Roundpeg around the language we use in our A-B tests and how to make those outcomes more effective. So, Lorraine, right before the break, we were talking about the value of A-B testing and the notion that we don't always know the right answer and that A-B testing allows us to iterate. I really loved your tip right before the break, though, around having different people write your headlines or your content to have unique perspectives. But I think one of the things a lot of people struggle with is, well, how do I segment my audiences? How do I know when it's worth it or not worth it to create a special test or a special landing page for a specific audience? How do you go about that? You know, I think there are a number of different ways to look at this. Um, One is take a look at your current customers and start dividing them into smaller groups. Um, You can look at, you know, really high level demographics. That's the easy way. But then I think you get a lot more, uh, a lot more benefit if you start looking at user behavior. You have some customers that are loyal, frequent fans. You've got the occasional user. You've got the VIP. They don't shop often, but when they do, they spend big. And starting to look at what drives those different communities. And even businesses, I think that, well, no, you know, all of our customers are equal. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, 
and uh, the example I often give is, you know, you take two twin brothers and they both went to law school. They're both in their 50s and they're both married with children. On paper, those two people look exactly the same, except the first is married to his high school sweetheart. Their children are finishing up last year of college. They're thinking about a European vacation and trading the minivan for that two-seater Audi. His twin brother is also married to his second wife, much younger, who has just informed him she's pregnant. She and he are in a totally different use case. For them, even though on paper, a financial planner will look at them exactly the same because their income and marital status is the same, that second brother is thinking about college savings, 529 accounts, saving for a trip to Disneyland and trading in the Audi and the downtown condo for a house in the suburbs in a minivan. And so the more intimately you can get to know who your customers are and look for the differences, what, what makes one group more interested in your product or service, the more effective your campaigns can be. Yeah, it's interesting. I think where most people fall when they start thinking about A-B testing is either catch-all, we're going to A-B test our homepage, which of course can represent a wide variety of customers, especially if you're not doing things like personalization on those pages. Um, I think the other area people tend to focus on is source-based. I'm going to buy a keyword from Google or buy some traffic from Facebook, and then I'm going to test that traffic. But it's interesting to hear you talk about the notion of their profile in terms of how they behave. In other words, their behavioral profile. Mm -hmm. If they're the prolific customer who rebuys over and over again, if they're the kind of looky-loo who just stops in to shop and maybe takes action or maybe doesn't, um, it's a really interesting way to segment. I can also imagine it's also really challenging to identify that behavior and trigger A-B tests. Um, I know you're not necessarily a developer or engineer, but do you have any specific tools you like to use in terms of helping to isolate behavior? Usually when, when I look at behavior, I probably am segmenting. Um, I'm building the psychological profiles and then I'm typically just like you would with keywords, I'm putting content out into the, the, the world that's designed to hit the pain points of different customers. So if I'm working with a financial planner, I don't want an A to Z on investment strategy. I want investment strategy for millennials, retirement planning for boomers, what you should be doing with your retirement account now that you're collecting social security. And so I'm going to create those external hooks that are designed to drive people to the site. When it comes to my, oh, well, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, please. Okay. And when it comes to my customers, I'm going to divide them as well. I'm going to, over time, and, and I use email marketing a lot to help me segment. So I can tell this person has opened every email I've sent. But this person only opens the emails when I'm talking about web design. So I'm going to start to look at, okay, well, which blog posts do my web clients like? And which ones do, um, do the more general customers seem to react to? And so now I've got these segmented lists, and I can then push them to different landing pages as well. 
That's really interesting. And I think, you know, earlier we talked about how, you know, roughly 80% of Bs fail to beat the A's. I love to call that the landing page failure paradox. Mm-hmm. But I've also recently started referencing it as the exponential landing page failure paradox, meaning that as we have more mediums like SEO or like email or like personalization or like sources of traffic, we end up having to iterate on thousands of permutations of audience cohorts. There's, there's so many groups we have to talk to, so many different messages we have to test, and in so many mediums, and it ends up um, creating a lot of work for marketing teams and, of course, the dev teams that service them. Um, and so as I hear you think about like incrementally testing your approaches in different mediums and different audiences, obviously, is super important to tell that compelling story. And um, I like how you're kind of dialing in on their behavior by um, maybe uh, flying your freak flag, if you would, and seeing who salutes it. In other words, mm-hmm. who, who, who's going to align to this uh, type of message or this type of content? Very clever. Um, so uh, I'm going to... Can I throw yeah, in just ahead, one more point there? You know, because you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about sort of this exponential and suddenly you've got so many buckets. And I think you need to step back and set some priorities. I was talking to a guy uh, in Australia and he was, talking, uh, he was talking about postcodes and they've got lots more postcodes than we have zip codes. And he said he had a client who was targeting 30 postcodes and found that 90% of his clients were coming from like two or three postcodes. And so where I would translate that to a digital world is the same thing. You may have tons of different like niches and and market segments that you want to go after, but you better step back and figure out where's the bulk of your business coming from. And if that's not what you want going forward, figuring out what you need to do to adjust to attract that single most important next segment. I like it. Focus on what's important first. So uh, my next question, uh, there was a study, I wish I remember the exact number of seconds here, but Gen Z has basically a sub 10 second attention span. (laughs) So that first line is so important. Um, What are your thoughts? How how do you grab people's attention in the opening line? So, you know, whether it's an opening line or a landing page, social media, or an email, a lot of the rules are the same. A couple of things. Number one, it is the pain, not the gain. There's a statistic in human behavior that people are significantly more likely to move away from pain than towards pleasure. You put a candy bar across the room, I may or may not get up. You put a dead rat next to me on the couch, and I'm off it in a second. Yeah, me too. Okay? So, but that... But as so as you're writing where that translates into headlines is writing your headlines to tap into the pain and the concerns. So it's not five ways to improve your X. It is three ways to avoid failure. Don't lose this. Don't miss this. Kind of that negative and, and tapping into that fear, really powerful. Um, the second way to really grab people's attention the old way was to ask questions. You know, I can't tell you how many brochures I designed with the structure of ask a question, the person in their head is going to answer it, and then they're going to open the brochure. Do you want more sales leads? Well, yes, I do. And then they open the brochure to find out. That question technique really doesn't work anymore. We are overwhelmed with questions and data, and sometimes we just want people to tell us the answer. 
And so headlines that answer the question rather than ask it are significantly more effective. So instead of saying, do you want to increase your leads? Here's how you can. And so tapping into the need for the answer, not the question. Um, sense. I mean, I think, you know, there's also, I think the saying that I like to use a lot, which is that people are much more likely to buy aspirin than vitamins, right? Uh -huh. That pain versus to, you know, I suppose invest in themselves and whatever it is for some future benefit. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that definitely resonates with me, and I, I love the the Snickers and rat analogy. Although I think I probably would go across the room for the Snickers. Um, <laughs> it, it works with a spider too, just in case. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. We're exploring all of the aspects of of A/B testing today. Um, I want to ask you a couple more questions, but we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more. Press this in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and we're talking about A-B testing and the language you use to convert visitors. Right before the break, our guest, Lorraine Ball, was explaining about how to create attention-grabbing headlines or opening lines. Um, I thought, Lorraine, you had some good tips but I'm kind of curious, once I have their attention, how do I make them an irresistible offer? How do I just present all that value and uh, convince them to take that action that might drive value for my business? So I think there are several things. Number one, when you're thinking about a landing page, think about the decision process much, you know, you, I mean, you lay it out, but also think kind of the words that lead people through the page. You present the offer, 
give them an opportunity immediately to take advantage. Okay, you're not quite ready to take advantage, then start building the case. Um, tell me what's in included, maybe give me a testimonial, give me another opportunity to jump on board. One of the things that I wrestle with with clients a lot is we'll build a landing page for them and they're like, oh, but wait, you gotta talk about, we, we've also got this and we've all, no. This page is about one thing. You know, you, you said it earlier, you know, millennials and Gen X or Gen Z have got these really short attention spans. I got news for you, so do boomers. And they are just as likely to be distracted by the next shiny toy. And so you make a promise with your ad headline, well, with the ad that drives people to the page, you're fulfilling the promise with that headline that yes, you've come to the right place, you're gonna get, tell me what it is, don't overwhelm me with the details because if I'm not already interested, no amount of content and content and content is gonna really convince me. Um, it's interesting, I like to often think, I remember if I wind the clock way back in my career to my sales days, one of my techniques is I never send anyone proposals, I sent them contracts. Oh, and they would yeah. fax the contract in randomly and I would just get a contract. And the fact, this was of course dating myself, but <laughs> these fax machines and the slogan I came up with was give the customer the tool to make the decision and they often will on their own. Mm -hmm. and, and it sounds like that's really what you're enforcing here, thinking that, you know, hey, look, people have been pre-sold on perhaps your offer through research or other means. And so why get in the way of giving them the tools they need to complete that purchase or contact your salespeople or whatever it is you're trying to get them to do? My, uh, my brother was a career salesman and he used to refer to that as selling past the close. You know, selling the, past the close. Mm -hmm. You know, you, your customers already made up their mind. The more you talk, the greater the chances the customer will change their mind. So thinking about it through that lens and thinking about, I love that saying, selling beyond the close, uh, kind of bringing that back to say the landing page context, how should people think about, you know, delivering that frictionless experience? Like what's important for their layout or the design? Like how, how do you think about those parts as it relates to the overall story? I really like when I, when I lay out a landing page to have, just a little bit of content up top and immediately an option to download, to download and to complete the conversion. And then as you scroll down the page, having a little bit more information, maybe it's a testimonial, maybe it's an example of how the tool is used, and then repeating that opportunity to, okay, are you ready now? Here you go. Not quite ready? Here's one more and one more chance. And so, you know, as you move through the page, it's all about um, peeling people off. It's kind of like the way Disneyland does with the dancing waters. They know some people are going to get into the park and run all the way to their favorite rides. And some people will be distracted by the dancing waters. And that kind of balances out the flow through the, the park. What you want to do is at every step of your page, give people an opportunity to kind of get off and get on a ride and not keep watching the water flow. 
I dig it. So basically multiple paths to that frictionless outcome. Well, Lorraine, this has been amazing. I think you've shared some really insightful thoughts around how people can think about the stories they tell on their landing pages. I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. And if you'd like to learn more about what Lorraine is up to, you can check it out at roundpeg.biz. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Again, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.